Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately to hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Well, welcome back, everybody, to How to Money with Cole and Cole. This is episode number seven. And think about that for a second. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, crazy. Yeah, we're moving right along. So I'm joined, as always, by Cole Peterson and Cole Jasky from Central Financial Group. How's it going, guys? Not too bad, Caleb. How are you? I'm good. How are you, you got, Cole? Uh, you got something important coming up, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I kinda eight do. days? Yeah, Getting married in eight days. Pretty crazy. The countdown is on, man. Doing yeah. Yeah. doing well. Happy Friday to both of you. Yeah, yeah. happy Friday. Right. Can't complain. We'll uh, talk about this in a minute, but my favorite basketball team won a championship last yeah, night. Yeah. So, the Warriors. Yeah, so it's a pretty good day. Is that four rings for stuff? Four rings. Four out of so, eight years. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. They were – He was. I watched all the post-game stuff last night, and uh, he was talking about how – Of course you did. This – yeah. Well, this he's like this one hits different because nobody thought we'd get back here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty cool. Last year. But, yeah. Um. So how's things going for you guys in the financial world and all that? It, it's uh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, actually. yeah. There's a lot, a lot going <laughs> a on. Rocky, uh, yeah. right now. A lot going on in the the universe. You know, the uh, Fed hiked uh, the short term interest rates seventy five basis points this week. We got a lot of volatility in the market. So, uh, it's been. Uh, it's been interesting. To Biggest say the interest least. rate hike since 1994. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. And and it really doesn't uh, affect your normal day-to-day person, but it, but it is a significant change. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see interest rates on houses and um, car loans, everything like that is going to be on the rise. Yep. So uh, what, what I heard the other day, I mean, they're trying to slow the the buying power of the the american person so supply can catch up you know supply every <laughs> you can't get a screw basically at the at the you know warehouse or the store you know menards or wherever you you shop at so it's they're trying to the slow the slow the demand for all that by raising interest rates i, I don't know if it's very very real uh, relevant thing going on right because we're all kind of going through it we're seeing you know gas yeah. prices really high you know your utility bills are higher you know it's um for for anyone that you know, wasn't really around in the late 80s or, or you know, was was making de- purchasing decisions in the late 80s or in the 80s, you know, really haven't seen a super high interest rate or inflationary environment environment like we're seeing today. So, you know, first time for, for a lot of us in the industry to go through that type of uh, this type of environment and, and quite interesting because every it's relevant for about every household, every yeah. household out there has some type of impact, you know, mm-hmm. on your on your day to day buying and purchasing power that you got going on. Yeah, yeah, I saw gas prices at Quickstar, which has the cheapest gas in town that I've found, was still four seventy seven the other day. Right, for, right. and we're one of the unleaded. cheapest states in the yeah, in yeah. The yeah. States. yeah, on yeah. average, yeah. on average, we're yeah. the cheapest by far. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's crazy. Yeah. I was watching a TV show with my wife the other day, and they basically said, you know, if if you can wait on buying a house, you should wait, and you should if you're gonna buy a car, you should wait. And like me and my wife are both looking at each other, we're gonna be both of those things in the next two years, <laughs> yep. probably. Well, yeah, you know, maybe we're going to wait a little while. So, 
the the tough thing though with housing, I know we're uh, got a lot to talk about here, but you know, there there's still such a if you read anything on housing, there's still such a, a supply issue. So yeah. even with interest rates going up, thing I there's still going to be somewhat of a demand for housing just because purely the numbers of the people coming into the market, like yourself, Caleb, or yeah. people that are coming into the buying market. There, there are more of them than what's of the houses that are being supplied or available or being built still going on. So right. it's like there's still an issue, a supply demand issue, even with, you know, yeah. the cost of getting a mortgage is much higher than what it was a year ago. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's really just crazy to watch, like, just in the last year how much things have changed yep. even. And it's just like, it, it's one of those things where it's, you know, kind of disconcerting, but then you're like, it's going to bounce back at some point, hopefully. So it's not uh, the well, first time this has happened. Right. Yeah. 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 So Let, it won't well, be the last. Let's get back to the sports yeah. talk. I, yeah. I, I believe it was the, the Warriors and the Maybe Celtics. Did we, somebody pick that on this podcast? I can't remember. I, Do you guys remember I what you know. picked? I, not that. Not that. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Cole, Cole got uh, one right. Cole Peterson over here. Uh, so so right that. now, right now it's two to one, right? Yep. But I got one. Got Rory. I, I got one pick. Pick right, though. Yeah, you What's got up? Justin Thomas, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, for the you yeah. did. Yep. Right. Yep. I forgot about that. Oh no, it's I'm two doing, two. I'm I was better wondering. on the golf picks. The golf <laughs> picks I'm a little better on. I was wondering if that would happen, if that oh, would be a uh, I forgot about statement. Justin Thomas. <laughs> yep. yeah, you did get that one right. And then Rory's in top right now. It's uh Friday, June seventeenth, the Friday of uh the US Open's going on yep. right now. So Okay, we're golf talks next 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 episode, but yep. uh, but Rory's <laughs> currently in second. So. Yeah, so we got two two, and um, I totally didn't get any of any of the predictions right, but you know, except for the fact that I told uh, one of our interns here at Spin, I said uh, at the beginning of the finals, I asked him what he said. He said Celtics in seven. I said Warriors in six. So I got yeah, that part. There okay. you go. There you go. Yeah, you got that one. I, I I figured the Warriors were winning actually. Um, you know, put a bet on the worst last night to win. So yeah. I told you guys. Uh, right. I told you guys off off mic here that I had a trivia question for you this morning. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's so up? so What's Steph up? Steph Curry listed at six two one final his first Finals MVP. Yeah. Who is the only other person that was listed below six foot two to win a Finals MVP? Wait, he's I only was, six foot two. He's listed six two. They say six three, six two. So he's six three. Yeah, I but thought then, he was like six five. But anyways, who who this was on? Uh, I, I'm stealing this from Isaiah from Thomas. I was gonna say Isaiah Gosh, Thomas. It. You did get that. I, I didn't. Get, know. That was gonna be what so, I was gonna good, say. Good too. for you. Good for you. I didn't get. I was thinking Steve Nash was the one that came yeah, to my. But he came, never won yeah, a. Yeah, never, yeah, yeah, never so, won a title. But he was the one that, like, I, I could only person I could think of. I'm like, gosh, and it was, you know, Cole, do I, do I get a win for that one? Cole, Seven, three, well, two. I, I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to cut him off. But I was thinking Isaiah Thomas too. Gosh, Cole Jasky's like he off air goes. You guys aren't gonna get this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought Cole might get it because it, it was a little more his not, not to yeah, age you here, a little more your yeah, era. Yeah, so yeah that's really like, more my era. Yeah. You guys weren't born yet. So. Yeah, uh, I saw a thing last the bad night. Bad boys, right? I saw a thing last night that said Curry joined an elusive club. Uh, with his fourth title, and they showed the list, and it's like seven players of guys who've won multiple MVPs and four championships, and it's like Kareem, uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, I think Kobe, um, oh. and LeBron, and like there's like one Bill other Russell, guy. Bill Russell, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Bill Russell, and I think uh, maybe Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, yeah, pretty, he's one two names there. Yeah. So to be in any list with those guys is yeah, like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty pretty awesome. crazy. So, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you watched. Did you guys watch the game? I, I watched pieces of it, but no, I didn't. Yeah, watch, I, I watched it. I watched the the end, and it was just like it. All the guys, 
they looked like Curry falls on the floor crying because it's like nobody thought. I heard after the game, apparently they were predicted to win 37 games this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, at the beginning of the playoffs, they were plus four. They were the third favorite in the Western Conference. Yeah. Behind the Suns and whoever else. But uh, I was like, probably the oh, Bucks. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. They did it. Yeah, so they did it. Good for them. I know. Yeah. Well, we got another thing coming up uh, this week is is Father's Day is yep. Sunday. Happy Father's Day to you, Cole Early. Likewise, and, uh, same to say, you, man. Thank you. I want to say a happy Father's Day to my dad, Paul Peterson. He's been a great father for me. So, um, happy Father's Day, Dad. Likewise to my my dad, Mike, and all the all the fathers out there. So. And happy Father's Day to my dad, Josh. Uh, he's a uh, been a great father for me too. So, happy Father's Day to him and. All the other fathers we know. Yeah. So yeah, no doubt. It's a special day. I get to. I usually play the day uh, a golf tournament with my dad. I've been playing uh, every year for since I was like eighteen, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we play a uh, Sac City Open, so I get to spend the day with my dad. And my dad's uh, up there in age, so I don't know how many more years yep. we got. We got left, but we uh, we hold that time precious. That's, I'll be that's cool. Be coming not not this year, but we're getting closer in my household to playing the the Iowa IGA father son. Uh, oh, father yeah. so probably in a year we'll probably be starting that and that'll be an annual thing for for my oldest boy and then at some point i'll have two boys i don't know how that you know how old's your oldest he, he'll be six in july okay so and gotcha. he's he's pretty uh-huh. into golf so we'll probably wait one more year and then we'll we'll start playing i still it? down at jester park yep yeah. still jester park yeah. so that's something that, i've never played in that yeah, yeah. so i'm looking that's looking cool. forward to that so hopefully he keeps the interest in golf and wants to, wants to play with me that's one thing that i look forward to obviously it's years down the road still but is doing things like what my dad's done with me growing up, yep. doing things like that with my kid. That's always something I've always like dreamed about, looked forward to, especially yeah. now that I'm getting into that stage of life. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Know? It is a special thing. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, let's see here. Any other things pertinent in the sports world? We're kind of in that summer, yeah. summer Cubs lull. Stink. Yeah. My Cubs, Cubs are stink. 23 and 40. It's got swept by the Yankees. I've already got swept by the Braves. <laughs> Uh, so I don't have much to talk about when it comes to baseball. You're not excited. You're um, not excited about your I'm Cubs? excited about the future for the Cubs this year. I'm not excited, but uh, you know, going to Wrigley Field for a game and 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 be able to you know sit in the stands, eat a hot dog, uh, is is still fun. But uh, it's a lot more fun when they're winning. Yep, everything's funner when when you win. So. Yeah, is funner a word? Yeah. No, funner. More, <laughs> more fun. More fun. Yeah, there you go. More yeah. fun. Yeah, just, so. More fun. Oh. I'm messing with you. How about we talk about money? All right. Because I think uh, that's, I mean, that is why people come here, right? I think so. Yeah, or they yeah, just come here to hear us banter about sports for 10 minutes. Probably, probably a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> or laugh at us. That's right. probably, you know. Laugh get at get our get failed get predictions get of right. the, the Bucks are going to finish the Celtics tonight. <laughs> 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 or the Mavericks are going to um, lose to the Suns in game seven. Or, or my pick of Tiger Woods and, and the PGA in the U.S. Open. He's not even playing this week. But. I've done all right on the golf picks. Yeah, yeah. we got a yeah. golf guy over here for sure. So we got lucky. I don't say that's such a lucky thing, but yeah, man. T- let's talk talk money. I think we got a got a great topic today. Yeah, yeah today's topic is uh, alternative investments. So we're gonna be talking about uh, mainly cryptocurrency. Yep. Which I know a little bit about, not a lot about. So I'm I'm definitely curious to hear your opinion on cryptocurrency because I hear a lot of mixed opinion on it. Good, bad, indifferent. So I'm just curious about um, what y'all's take on crypto is. Maybe you can go ahead and uh, yeah. take it well, away. L- let's start, Cole. Maybe explain a little bit about like what is what is just an alternative investment just in general. 
so, uh, not just cryptocurrency, but any alternative investment? Yeah, so there's quite a few. I'll just kind of give some examples of some different alternative investments. So real estate, that's a, a you know probably the most common one outside of you know your traditional stocks and bonds, mutual funds. Um, you know, you consider your house or your your home a, a, an alternative investment or some type of real estate. Um, REITs, which are um, real estate investment trusts, another way to, to get access to real estate, but maybe not directly individually owning the piece of property. Hedge funds, structured products, you know, commodities, gold and silver. You know, that's something that probably people would be, you know, somewhat familiar with. Uh, it's an alternative investment. And obviously now relevant one that's on the news. People talk about younger people specifically and even some older people now. I, I found, you know, I'm getting right. yielding questions from all all age gaps, but cryptocurrency, you know, and, uh, and Bitcoin being probably the most popular one um, or widely, um, widely followed um, one at this point. But uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of those conversations. And obviously mm -hmm. we're going through a, a fairly volatile time in the market, in the traditional stock market, as well as the bond market, um, the, you know, the cryptocurrency market. So. Yeah. And, and I, what, what we use alternative investments in someone's portfolio for is, is diversification. Yep. And, it, and I think Cole would agree with this. It, it's something that you can use to go outside of the normal stock. So when we talk about alternative investments, well, what's a normal investment? Yep. Um, a normal investment is your normal stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, annuities, things that you basically can get from any financial advisor or yep. buy on your own on a brokerage account, things like that. So when we talk about an alternative investment, it, it's outside of those type of accounts, basically. Something you have to do outside of those accounts. Um, but we we tend to um, you know tell people or give people the recommendation to do an alternative investment to diversify their portfolio. So yep. Just like you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket as far as having all your money in real estate, you don't have all your money in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you know, all that stuff. So it's a good way to diversify your portfolio. So when you see a downtick in, in the market or in the, uh, or in the real estate market, then you have other investments that balance that out. So generally, right, the diversification, uh, you know, topic is not all your assets or your alternative investments, your traditional investments, they all shouldn't be all making money at the same time, vice versa. The idea is they all shouldn't lose money or, or lose value at the same time. So if you have one piece of the portfolio that's maybe doing really well um, and something else is probably counter, you know, counteracting that, uh, you know, on the other side at times. So it gives you that, you know, times where the market's a little tough, but real estate's doing, you know, pretty well at this yeah. point and, or, vi or vice versa. There's, there's like, you know, and that's the, the diversification um, piece. Um, and then also, you know, alternative investments sometimes can produce, you know, different income streams or, or things that were maybe you, you don't have to rely on some of your traditional investments to, to live on, where maybe you have some real estate farmland that'd be a very common alternative investment for, um, for people in our area. They generate, you know, cash rent or cash flow, you know, on an annual basis that maybe supplies their retirement income. So, uh, yeah. that's a, a, a really common example that we, we come across in our area with our clientele. Let's uh let's get back to cryptocurrency yep. um, because it it's it is a something so it's not regulated so what what does that not regulated mean it means that we can't sell you cryptocurrency we can't you know say hey we'll take twenty thousand uh, dollars of your money and put it in Bitcoin yep me and Cole cannot do that that is not something that we can do uh, so it's not regulated by the SEC FINRA anything like that 
So you basically have to buy it on your own, um, whether you do it through Venmo or whether you do it through PayPal or whatever platform you want to use. Coinbase, I know, is one yep. that people use. So you have to you have to go on and basically do it yourself. Um, cryptocurrency is an alternative form of payment. So <laughs> you told the story about somebody buying a pizza or some hamburgers yeah. or something like that with cryptocurrency or Bitcoin when Bitcoin was like 0.001 uh, a, a coin, basically. And now it'd be worth a million dollars. I mean, it, it fluctuates yep. that much. So it is a uh, it's an alternative form of payment that some companies, some uh, places are allowing as payment, uh, just like they allow the dollar, the euro, the yen. I mean, if you if you think of it, it was a, it's a great idea. Yep. To me, it's a great idea to have some sort of uh, currency that everyone in the world can use. But at the same time, it's just, it's not there yet. Yep. To me, it's not there yet. It's not regulated. It, it doesn't have uh, the stability that other forms of investments do. So do I tell people to invest in it? I say, yeah, you can do that. Uh, I would use your casino money for yep. it. Uh, that's kind of what I tell people is if you want to invest in it, be ready to, to lose every cent you have because it's probably going to happen at some point, maybe. I think it's, um, you know, it comes back. Yeah, I don't. I, I think we're in the early stages. You know, in my opinion, you know, you hear the decentralization. You know that that term term come up quite a bit when you know on the news or whatever it is, and that's basically taking the place of the traditional banking. You know, institutions is what it is. It's it's more uh, you're taking that place to where you know money can be moved. You know, basically electronically um, without the need of another party involved there. But yeah, the the volatility is the tough piece for me too, is, is, you know, until it becomes more widely adapted, I think you're going to continue to see the volatility like we're seeing now where speculation, and then obviously you throw regulation in there, things that, you know, that aren't happening yet, but are probably coming as it becomes more, more popular. I think uh, you have to be willing to say, Hey, if I'm going to invest in Bitcoin or uh, put some money in Bitcoin, it's gotta be money. You'd be willing to see to, that could go to zero, you know, or go away. Now, do I think it's going, you know, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or anything's going away. No, I think it's part of, you know, probably moving forward in the, in the future for sure. But I, I think the volatility and the risk aspect is very high and someone's got to be comfortable of understanding, Hey, this, something could drastically change on this because it is very new. So I always tell people to be cautious. Um, you know, we're not the naysayers of like, no, don't do that. But you know, you got to be aware of the risk and it's just like any other investment. Mm -hmm. You need to be educated and, and understand what uh, the ups and downs, downsides of, of, of that. It reminds me a lot of the, when the dot-com bubble hit yep. in, in, I don't, you weren't in the financial world at that time. I was in college. So, but just the, the, what's going on right now, there's so much uncertainty with it. Like just when the dot-com bubble was, was happening as everyone's like, all right, you know, there's, there's a hundred different tech companies and some of them were big, some of them were small, just like Bitcoin's big and yep. Doja coin is smaller or, or whatnot. Um, some of them are going to survive, probably the bigger ones and the more stable yep. uh, coin bases. But a lot of them will probably go away once it becomes, I was, they've got to regulate it at some point. They, they've got to do something. I don't know who's going to do it since it's a world currency, but it's got to be regulated at some in some fashion so we can get a grip on what you know what it is and what, what people can use it for. The, the regulation has to come at some point, just purely from think from the tax standpoint too of, of there's people that, you know, have went to nothing to multi multi billionaires and vice versa. There's people that a lot of people 
there's more people that actually, I just read this the other day. I don't know the exact stat, but there's more people that have losses in Bitcoin than gains. Right. So more people bought at the high because more people got in, you know, when the news and, you know, the craze kind of came on where you're hearing celebrities talk about Bitcoin and the news talk about Bitcoin. More people got in at the higher points than, than obviously the original people that were in it. So there's more people underwater as an investment or have a negative return on it than a positive return. Uh, on at this point, but who knows, you know, where that goes, obviously very still, um, new in the, um, you know, in this stage, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a relevant topic, right. For Caleb, yeah. you know, I know a lot of younger clients always ask about it or ask, uh, you know, about putting it, you know, can I buy it in a, in my retirement account? And yeah, at this point we cannot, there's been some news, um, you know, that some of the large, uh, foreign K platforms at some point are trying to um, be able to allow some access to cryptocurrency. I don't think that's fully approved or any on any one platform yet, but there's been conversations to where, where that is coming, uh, coming at this point. But uh, as of now, yeah, it's something you kind of have to step out on your own to be able to do that. We can't really provide guidance on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so you said to use your, uh, basically you called it your gambling money to invest in crypto. Right. Do you think it'll ever not be like that? Yeah, I do. I do too. I, I, I do eventually think it'll stabilize and it will probably follow along just like, uh, you know, the value of a dollar or yep. value of the euro. It will be, it will still fluctuate, but it will be more stable and not as, as highly volatile. I think it'll be an asset class at some point that we talk about. Like, you know, we talk about, hey, you got your U.S. equities, you got your, you know, your international stocks, you have your bonds, you have your cash. I think at some point there'll be a, a cryptocurrency or you have your yeah. real estate. Just like we have there'll, real estate. Yeah, there'll uh, be yeah. a cryptocurrency, you know, probably sector at some point. Right. I don't I don't know when that is or when it might be, but the, the technology is um, obviously very, it is widely used across the world. And, and the more, you know, I read, there is relevance there, but I think there's, there's also also th a lot of things that need to be you know ironed out for the common person to be able to understand it, use it, transact on it, you know, without having to have a really deep understanding, you know, of, of what's what the underlying thing, and then throw regulation in there of, of, of regulation, you mm -hmm. know, of how it's going to be regulated, you know, for different countries, you know, from a tax standpoint or just you know daily use standpoint. So I have another question. Yep. So I know a guy. He said he pulled out of his. Uh, crypto investment last week because it had uh, crashed super bad or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I see down, you got written down 200 billion was wiped off the entire crypto market last weekend. Almost 50% of its value just this year has been wiped off. So that being said, do you think now is a good time to get in on it? Or do you think it's not going to rebound? There's not enough history to know when's a good time to get in and get out because and it's so highly volatile that because it dropped 50%, that doesn't mean that it won't drop the another 25% mm -hmm. because there is nothing to value it against. And there's not a long enough history. So it's hard for us to say whether it's a good time to get in or get out because it's, it's not a, it's not something with enough history. Yeah. I always say, I, I agree. I'll, I'll agree on that. But I, I also think uh, if you have, depends on your time horizon and, right. and, and the, the bucket of money you're using. So if it's your casino money and you're like, Hey, I'm okay with this being in there 10 years. Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. it's probably probably historically sure. you look at the historical chart. Yeah, would I put a significant portion? No, I mean, it shouldn't be something, any money you're relying on or retirement-based money should be that of money that's you could see go to zero and not 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 change your life. 
yeah. about that happening. But yeah, if you have a long time horizon, it's just like yeah. stock, you know, stocks at the same point, you're looking at now we're off 25%. It's, you know, yeah, it's, do we know it's the bottom? No, we don't, but it's better than buying six months ago when right. it was at the all time highs. So it's like, you're, no one's ever going to time the best in the world that, that all they do is trade stocks. Don't, don't get it right on the timing aspect. So if you play the timing game, it's always a very, you're going down a slippery slope. If you're going to try to buy, you know, yeah. obviously we all want to buy low, buy low, sell high, but you know, very few people in the world can actually do that on a, mm-hmm. you know, per, you know, perfect basis. Yeah. Cause it literally changes day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it changes even more when it comes to cryptocurrency. Yep. Yeah, sixty six thousand, I think, was the all time high on on cryptocurrency or on, on Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and it's like twenty one thousand today, somewhere in that range. So yeah, so it's actually um, lost more than fifty yeah, percent. You know, wow, that's crazy. Yep. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our production team at Spin Market, and we will be back to wrap wrap up this episode shortly. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026. Or visit our website, www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. All right, welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. Uh, thank you to Spin Market for all the work they do on this podcast. So we're gonna go. We're gonna finish up this episode. We're just gonna talk about a little bit. We talked a lot about crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're gonna talk a lot. We're gonna talk about the alternative, the other alternative investments. Right. So uh, a big one I know is real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about investing in real estate? So it 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 all depends on your situation, but uh, like. Uh, you know, we were talking about you buying a house, you know, you're, you're getting married and, and buying a house. Is it a good investment? I think it's a great way to diversify how your investments, how your money is flowing and what you're putting your money into, because you're going to, you're going to have some wins and some losses. Uh, some, some real estate you're going to win on some real estate you're going to lose on just like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, everything like that. But it's a good, good way to diversify your assets. Um, you know, in, in, with the timing and or ever of everything, you never know if it's going to be right time. Um, interest rates are, are back on the rise. Are they going to go down or, you know, you don't know. Um, you know, quick little story is I, uh, I, I kind of had forgotten that we had refinanced our house last September and good, good call on that, by the <laughs> way. Right. Well, we were, we were, I was just looking at our statement on our, on our house. I don't, I didn't even remember what interest rate we got and it was 2.625. The the thirty year crossed six percent I think uh, this week and it's probably yeah. going to go over seven yeah. from what from from the most recent. You know, now did I know? Was I just magically <laughs> the the person that oh let's do it right now? That's going to be the lowest interest rates or ever. No, I had no idea. We needed to refinance. We were at a you know we were we were at like a almost four yeah. percent and I was like ah two point six yeah that that makes sense you know it's it's more than a percent let's refinance. 
I didn't know that you know rates were going to go up like that. But wish wish we did. Wish we you know right. I right, wish right. you knew you could I, say I, you could call that new. But yeah. in all reality, no one no one knows where, no, where that's heading. No. So, but now we're not only your own house, but real estate. And, and Cole can talk about this because he has some personal real estate investments, but he also talks to people about real yep. estate investments. So, how does that diversify people's portfolio too? Not not your own house, but other real estate. Yeah, I mean, you know, really kind of think of it. I, one thing I always think of real estate, it's not, you never, you never know, you know, how great is investment. But if you look at one thing, I always look at, and I don't want to get too deep into the, you know, cash flow and things there, but a lot of times you look at real estate that it can pay for itself. That's where, that's what a lot of times makes real estate a great investment, like that farmland or whatever it might be, right? It can pay, you can go and borrow the money. Uh, and then the income that generates from that property you know, you can pay down the debt without really having to put any extra into it sometimes. Now, it's not always the case. And then just like any any asset class, historically, um, you know, real estate, stocks, bonds, if you have a long time horizon, you're going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're, unless you're, you know, in a really, you're doing something very niche or very specific that you're taking a really high risk, high reward type. But if you're buying traditional type real estate assets, like a, like a, your, your home, um, I just think of, you know, my personal situation of, of the 10 years that I've owned homes, um, my, just my personal homes, you know, we've kind of gotten lucky where we've made a little money. We've, we've sold it for more than we bought it for every single time. And that's not because I looked at that as a, an investment, you know, like, oh, I'm getting a really good price and I'm going to sell it higher. No, it's just the housing has naturally gone up. You know, we'll see a little bit of housing increases over time. Now, there might be years where it tapers off or goes a little bit lower but historically, you look at the mountain, you know, mountain chart of housing prices or stocks. What do they do? There's all kinds of, you know, ups and downs and flutters and volatility. We're in one of those volatile, volatile times. But over meaningful periods of time, three, five, ten years, you're going to see a steady trend line to to the to the upside. And that's where, you know, real estate specifically, especially if it, you know, you're looking outside of your mortgage, you know, it's something that can pay if it can pay for itself. You're probably going to do pretty well over, you know, especially of, of a longer holding period. Uh, Because it's going to pay down the debt. And then at some point, you're going to capture some appreciation just with natural inflation. Historically, inflation has been three to five percent, obviously at a very high point right now. But that will taper off at some point. Who knows when, but it will taper off and we'll get back to more traditional periods of inflation. Yeah, I think I think another alternative investment I get asked about the most is gold and silver. Yeah. Like, should I should I invest in gold? Should I invest in silver? And uh what I tell people, and I sound like a broken record. It's like, yes, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yep. Diversification. So, gold and silver are, are a good way to diversify your portfolio. They typically, they typically go the op. Now, I say typically, they typically go the opposite way of the stock market. So stock market goes up, gold prices go down. Uh, stock market goes down, gold prices go up. Just in general. Um, but they're, they're a good, good way to diversify your portfolio, a good way to diversify your liquid assets. If you, if you buy some gold with some, you know, cash that you have laying around in your house, you know, having the gold is not, not such a bad thing, bad thing. Cause it can, in, you know, it can increase more than, um, increase more than, than just your cash will at, at home. So, um, it's, it's not a bad thing. I, I tell people this though, too, all the time is like buying just gold. It's like buying a single stock. Yep. Or buying a single, you know, it's like buying water, buying, you know, one thing. You're, you're speculating on that one asset class right. to do well. Because people, some people have come to me and be like, should I, should I just put all my money in gold? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Because 
putting all your money eggs in one basket is one way to either get rich or get poor real quick. Yep. So if you want to see a consistent gain over time, you will maybe put a portion there, but not your whole portfolio. I was trying to explain it. It's more going to be a hold of value, you know, versus, versus you're not going to see equity like returns over a long period of time in, in, in the gold or the commodity or the gold and silver precious metals type market. But you know, historically, periods of inflation, you know, come out, you know, uh, precious metals will do well, hold their hold their value. But, you know, you compare them to traditional asset classes, returns over again, I, I keep beating the dead horse with the time frame. But if you have time, that's most most younger investors, you know, they have time on their side. Uh, the more traditional asset classes are going to outperform uh, over over meaningful periods of time of what your traditional, you know, hold of value gold or silver might do. Right. Right. Yep. Holding, holding gold or silver is like owning a single stock. Like, would you put all your money into Apple stock right now? I would say most people would say no, because I don't want to own just one thing with $500,000. I want to own many things because then if one thing fails, the other ones do well. So you're purely the, the price has to go up. That's why for you to make money. And that's always, I, people ask that. I get asked about gold, gold specifically, not so much silver. Every once in a while you have some of silver, yeah. gold specifically. And I was explaining, I'd rather own a dividend paying stock or a piece of real estate than there because I have two ways to make money on that versus gold. The only way you're making money is at the price of the value of the physical gold goes up versus a dividend paying stock or, you know, farmland. You can make the, you know, appreciation of that farmlands where 10,000 goes to 12. Plus you get the cash rent or, you know, if you farm it, you get whatever income is off that. Same with the dividend paying stock. You get, you can capture the appreciation. Obviously you can get downside too, but you also get the income from the dividend that they might be paying. So there's two ways, you know, so that's where, that's where I, I've kind of uh, tried to, you know, shy away people from doing too much in, in that, in one, and same thing. We don't want every, anyone to have exposure to too much one asset class because then you're purely just speculating that that's going to outperform everything else. And that's, you know, that's not a good long-term strategy. Yeah. 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 Well, any last thoughts from either one of you as we wrap this episode up? Stay diversified, um, own many different things and, and you will eventually, you will do better over time and you will get through periods in the market like right now in a much better fashion than having all your eggs in one basket. I know we're going through a volatile time for, for any of our listeners, for us personally. Um, but you know, one of the greatest investors, uh, of our time, Warren Buffett, right. He always talks about when everyone's saying sell, 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 everything's going world's ending. That's generally when the best, you know, the smartest and the most rationally thinking people are buying and, and seeing the opportunities. And, and it always comes back to time frame. If you've got three, five years and you're patient, you're going to do well, especially if you have a good plan, you're diversified, and you kind of tune out the short-term noise. So yeah. I don't know if he's trademarked that saying, but be fearful when others are greedy, and be greedy when others yep. are fearful. Yep, it's oh. just a way to live live your investing life. Oh. Thanks, Thank Caleb. Thanks, yeah. thanks for the team, man. You guys, you guys all, everyone uh, does a great job. So we appreciate it. We appreciate all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. great to have you guys on. And uh, thanks to all our listeners. Don't forget to follow these guys on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Their websites, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yep. Anything else? Anywhere else you can just find them because walk into the office. Yeah. Centralfinancialgroup.com. Yep. yep. And cfgfortdodge.com. Yeah, there so, you go. So that's gonna do it for episode seven of How to Money with Colin Cole. Join us next time in two weeks for episode number eight. 
and we will have a undisclosed special guest. So tune in next time. We will see you next time on How to Money with Cole and Cole. Go Cubs, go. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.